Hey Church, welcome to our series, His Story, My Story. It's a play on words with, with this word history, His Story. This series is about ordinary people with extraordinary stories. And I'm excited for today's story because it's really about God who wants to be part of your story. His story is my story. Revelations 12 verse 11 says this, And they've conquered Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's how we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, and by your story. Your story is important. And so today, may you be blessed with Ben's story. Hi, my name is Ben, and this is my story. Um, I grew up in a large um, Christian family. Um, yeah, my weekends was always, for as long as I can remember, was sport on a Saturday, church on a Sunday. Um, Growing up with a big family, I found it quite hard sometimes to be heard. Um, and especially as a teenager, I really found it hard to try and find where I belonged, where I fitted in. Um, I learned very quickly that I was a lot different to my other siblings. Um, very emotional. Um, I feel very deeply. Um, and I used to get angry quite a lot. When I went to high school, I found music. I got into playing the drums. And yeah, that used to be my my quiet place. It used to be my place with God. It's where if I'm listening to music, worship music, um, it's where I hear from God the most. Um and yeah, that was that was my that was my safe that was my safety. That was I could no matter how hard of a day I had, I could always just jump on the drums and just let it all out. Eventually moved out of home, um, and as soon as I walked, as soon as I moved out of home, I kind of walked away from church. Um, I had sort of, up to that point, I had sort of, I was a part of a worship team, but I had lost that fire for God. Um, so as soon as I moved away and I, I left that environment I really didn't want to go to church um, and yeah I began a, a hard journey away from God away from church um, yeah lived a, lived a life did some things I'm not proud of um, and I got into my first long committed relationship um, and really just got confused between um, the idea of what love was versus what true love is um, and yeah she wasn't Christian she wasn't she was far from it um, any kind of religion um, and yeah it was it, right from the start there was red flags of a lot of toxic elements to our relationship yeah, the whole relationship was not really give and take. It was more me giving and her taking. Um, and I just got used to that. Yeah, so we, we got married. And really, I just wasn't emotionally mature enough to be in a relationship. Um, I wasn't prepared to hear what anyone else had to say that was bad. 
was negative towards our relationship, I, was, I didn't want to hear it. Um, and yeah, so we, we battled through five years, struggled to have kids. Um, and yeah, that was, it was quite hard for me being the one who was infertile. Um, I battled with ideas of um, me feeling like I was broken, like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, what I was created to um, do. And at the same time, I saw my, my two brothers become dads, um, and that was really hard. And yeah, I went into some really dark, dark headspaces and dark times. Um, but through all that, in the back of my mind, I just knew that God was always there. Um, I know that, you know, my family, my parents are always praying for me. Um, yeah, I never, I never really felt too far away from God. Um, and one day I decided enough is enough. Like I just, I don't know. I just had, had enough of pretending and I left that relationship, which was really hard. And there were so many times before that I wanted to leave and I wish I had, but I was just scared of judgment, scared of what people would think. Um, no one in my family's ever gotten divorced or like it, yeah, once you get married, then you stay married. And I really battled with those eyes, those ideas of judgment. Um, but it was far from the truth. Um, you know, my family, my parents really rallied around me, really helped, supported me. Um, and yeah, like God's love just really shone through. Um, as soon as I left, I came back to church. And those first few months were really God just opening the curtains and just letting fresh air into my life, into my, my soul, into my spirit. Um, and every day since his, like, life just gets better and better. Um, God has certainly brought me on a journey. Um, but I know that, yeah, he's never left my side. He's always been there with me. Um, and eight months after I separated from my ex-wife, I met my now wife and her two girls. Um, and I remember probably about a month or two months before I met her, I remember being at work and I just felt this sense of excitement on my spirit, like I knew that something amazing was just around the corner. And yeah, I met my wife and um, yeah, every day has just been, every day with her since I met her has been amazing. Um, yeah, meeting someone that loves God just as much as I love God. Um, it's great, yeah, being in a committed, equal partnership. Um, I remember so many times when I first met her and we were going on dates and I remember hearing just hearing her heart and I was just all these light bulb moments of wow is this what like real love like real true equal love is like um, even just simple things like 
like me being able to pick what we watch on TV. What you know, like me actually feeling like I can say what's on my mind and not feel judged or um, feel bad about it. Um, yeah, she's she's amazing. Um, yeah, I just every day is better than the last. Every day is 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 great. The journey that I was on through struggling to have kids through IVF was all preparation for me stepping into being a stepdad um, and co-parenting and the challenges that do come with that. All the bad times and nothing compared to all the good times and the love that I have for those two girls. Yeah, me and my wife, we got married this year in March. Um, and it was an amazing day. More than I could have ever imagined. Um, yeah, I've found my one true love. And yeah, I'm excited for what God has for us and our marriage and our and our family. Um, and also, yeah, me and my wife, we, we host uh, Young Adults Connect Group. Um, on Tuesday evenings at 6.30. Um, so if you're wanting to get connected, um, please come along. It's great. Uh, we have good times together, some good kai. And that's my story. You know, to be first is incredible. Maybe you're the first one in your family to own a car. Maybe you're the first one in your family to go to university. Maybe it's your, you're the first one in your family to start a business. And it can be amazing and can be awesome and it can be wow, it is so nice. But it also can be have an opposite effect of maybe if you're the first person in your family to be declared bankrupt. Or in Ben's case, to be the first one in your family to have a divorce. And, and it can, can be a terrible feeling where you can feel like a failure. How many of us have been through dark times where you feel like you're, you're a failure? For many of us who have been divorced or been remarried, it feels like this stigma, like this unforgivable sin. And like, how could God use someone like me? And in scripture, Jesus has asked this question about divorce. He's asked in Matthew chapter 19, verse 3 to 9. And he says this, some Pharisees, they, they came to him to test him. They asked him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? And for us reading the story 2,000 years later, we cannot miss what's really going on here. Uh, because according to the Old Testament, to get a divorce, there's really four elements to have a divorce. And the first three is found in, in the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 21, verse 10 to 11. I, I encourage you to read that. And that's if you read that passage, it's, a, it's about if you deprive your loved one of food, of clothing, or marital relationships, that's grounds to divorce. And the fourth one is found in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 1, which is adultery. And so those are the four grounds of divorce. If your, if your wife doesn't cook for you, sew your clothes, or she won't sleep with you, or maybe commits adultery, well, those are grounds for divorce according to the Old Testament, and vice versa. If your husband won't provide food for you or clothing or won't sleep with you or commits adultery, then you can divorce your husband. This is according to Scripture. So when we come to Jesus' time, it's, it, there's actually two schools of 
rabbinic thought around th- th- this passage, especially Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 1. Because when we read that passage, it talks about something indecent. If you if you commit something indecent, then, then those are grounds for divorce. And so one school of thought, the first school of thought, interpreted this to mean this, this something indecent means a valid reason for divorce is adultery. But then there are those who are quite creative, right? And there's the second school of thought. And the second school of thought is around that Hebrew word, something indecent. It's this word, evat devar, evat devar. And this phrase, evat, means nakedness. And devar means a thing. And they kind of separate these and make these two separate grounds. They turn this one ground into two grounds. And so, yes, you can be, you can divorce someone if they commit adultery. And then they separate and go, oh, and the other one is for something, for any cause. So a man, for any cause. So a man could divorce his wife for anything, for any reason. Like if she burns dinner, I'm having a divorce. Or if, she, if he found another woman prettier than his wife, well, that's grounds for divorce. I'm divorcing her right here, right now. So these are these two trains of, of thoughts in rabbinic teachings during the time of Jesus. It was, it was quite controversial. You, so one of them was, was you, can, you only could divorce someone if they commit adultery. And the other one was for any cause, for any reason. So the Pharisees really want to know where does Jesus stand on this debate? So they asked him, is it lawful for a person to divorce his wife for any and every reason? This is that, this is, this is that debate for any, for any cause. But I love what Jesus replied because Jesus, he's not interested in talking about divorce. He's really interested in marriage. And he goes on in verse 4. Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. He said, for this reason, a man leaves his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. See, Jesus points us back to God's original design for marriage. That their marriage is between one man and one woman. Their marriage was meant to be forever. And this God just Jesus just points them back here. Verse 7. Why then they asked, this is the Pharisees, why then did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Because they said, Come on, Jesus, we, we know this, we've read the scripture, but where do you stand on this debate? Is it just for divorce or is it for any reason or any cause? Where do you stand? And I love, Jesus replies, he's like, verse 8, Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wife because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. He's like, hey, you know what? You got this wrong. God didn't command, didn't give a command about divorce. He allowed you to get divorced because because of your sinful ways. And, and Jesus didn't like this idea of divorce at all because it became too easy. It just became too normal. Jesus is quoting from Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 4, where God ends up divorcing Israel because, they're, because, they're, because of her hardness of heart. And Jesus is saying, because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. When you're in a marriage, sometimes it's just so terrible. Sometimes it's just so bad. That there's no other way forward and it just has to end in divorce and God knew that there had to be some way in which to end a marriage not because he wants us to sin and not because God wants us to end marriage but because we do sin and and we do suffocate and we kill marriages 
And we do have these abusive marriages. We're just so dangerous to be in one. And there has to be an exit door. And so Jesus finally lets them know where he stands on this debate. In Deuteronomy 24, talking about adultery or any cause. And so Jesus finally re responds to them because this is what they really want to know. Verse 9, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another wo woman commits adultery. And Jesus, Je Jesus is not saying remarriage is wrong. He's not saying that. He's not saying that at all. He's saying remarriage after a divorce for any cause is wrong because you're not properly divorced yet. You haven't got, gotten divorced on biblical grounds. So what does this mean for us? It means if you're in a marriage and you're struggling, fight for your marriage. Jesus will say, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. Get help. We're better together. It's never too late for grace. But here's the thing. If you are in an abusive relationship, you need to get out and get safe. Did you hear me? If you are in an abusive relationship, if you're in an abusive marriage, get out and get safe. Safety is your priority. Don't misread scripture and stay in a relationship that is toxic. God has given you a way out. If you are divorced, it is not the unforgivable sin. God is not done with you yet. And that's good news. God's plan for your life is good and not for evil. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy that says, oh, well, now that you're divorced, God can't use you. That is a lie. If you are remarried and maybe you didn't get divorced for, for any cause or for any reason, well, we need to come to God and say, well, Lord, forgive me and I will not do it again. Help me not break my marriage vows again. Because here's the thing, you can't just, if you're remarried, you can't just get a divorce. You can't just now commit another sin. God doesn't want you to commit another sin, right? It's like, God, forgive me for what I've done in my past and help me not break my marriage vows again. God actually forgives us when we repent. And we should never lose sight of that because it's never too late for grace. The prophet Malachi tells us that God hates divorce. Why does God hate divorce? Because God is a divorcee. That God had to divorce Israel. In Jeremiah 3.8, it says this, I gave faithless Israel her certificate of divorce and sent her away because of her, of her adulteries. Yet I saw that her unfaithful sister Judah had no fear, and she, she also went out and committed adultery. See, anyone who has who's ever been divorced before will tell you it's not a good thing. And God hates divorce because he's been divorced, and it broke his heart. It broke his heart. And, and the prophets tell us that Israel committed adultery against God again and again and again, and he had no choice but to, to divorce them. But God still loved Israel and he was determined to bring her back and find a way around this Deuteronomy chapter 24, which says that you can't remarry the person you divorce. But God is so fanatically in love with Israel that he finds a way to be with his beloved. The prophet Isaiah tells us that God's people will be reborn as a new bride, a new, a newly virgin bride. It's this wonderful image, and this is how God did it. That when you were separated from God, 
that he saw you drowning in your despair. So he stepped into his creation in the fullness of Jesus and he dies on the cross to bring you back into a right relationship with him and he forgives you and he sets you free and he says I will never be separated from you again. God is so fanatically in love with you that he forgives you, that he is with you, that you will never be alone. Just like Ben and just like his family, God loves them and God will never separate himself from them because God is not finished with you yet. It is never too late for grace. God bless everyone and see you next week for His Story, My Story.